and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of Huddles and Stout, Ireland's newest NFL-based podcast, I think, probably. Um, as always, delighted to be joined by Rocky. How are you, mate? I'm good, Sasquatch. Thanks. Um, I stamped my foot after demanding it for weeks, a little bit more of creative control, and my first, <laughs> my first edict was less work. So we reduced five and goal this week to four and goal. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's more a combination of kind of six teams on by and probably less talking points, maybe. Um, yeah, there was some surprising results, but um, I suppose not a lot to talk about with them, I don't think. Yeah, well, look, we'll, we'll try and cover it, it all. Um, I think you might want to maybe give a shout-out to a, a Balkan friend of the show. That's right, we've <laughs> allied with our, our friends in in Albania. Or Serbia, Serbia, but I think they're I think they're on the same side. Um, he won't thank you for no. that. I'm trying to. I don't want to alienate any particular Balkan um, side of the fence. So our our friend Mihail um, over in Serbia, as you might have noticed, the sound bites we've started inserting to break up our our podcast, all signed, sealed, and delivered by our friend. Mihail, shout out to Serbia, Sarajevo, <laughs> and on that slightly um, hate, insightful <laughs> speech, we might progress on. So obviously, to kick things off, it's uh, the week nine previews. Week nine recap. Yeah, so I suppose getting things started nice and early. It's been a great season for us to start this podcast as two diehard Eagles fans. Mm. So it kicked off 8-0, Philadelphia Eagles 29, Houston Texans 17. Kicking off then the, the early slate on um, Sunday. The Chargers overcame the Falcons 20 points to 17. The Dolphins scraped by the Bears 35 points to 32. The Panthers were blown out by the Bengals 42 points to 21. The scoreline probably not reflective of the balance of play. Green Bay Packers uh, lost the Detroit Lions first time in a long time. 15 points to 9 in favour of the Lions. Raiders threw away, I think, a 17-point head start uh, to the Jags. 27 points to 20. Colts fell further in the mire. 26 points to 3 against the Patriots. Another big shock. The Jets overcame the, the Bills. 20 points to 17. Vikings advanced to 7 and 1, overcoming the Commanders. 20 points to 17. The Seahawks stretched out their advantage in the NFC West, overcoming their division rivals. The Cardinals, 31 points to 21. Tom battled back to overcome the Rams, 16 points to 13. Inarguably, the fixture of the of the, of the the round, going into the round, the Chiefs overcame the Titans, 20 points to 17. And just last night, the Ravens overcame the Saints, 27 points to 13. Now, look, a lot of interesting results, but I'd be remiss to not acknowledge the fact that I actually skipped over the Sasquatch that. So if you indulge me there, Rocky, I might just list it out for the listener. Please, they're clamouring. I can hear them banging at the, the doors of the recording studio. So, the virtual recording studio. So, it was 178 yards, which would be the new NFL regular season record for rushing yards by a quarterback. That was set by Justin Fields in that loss to the Dolphins. He eclipses the great Mike Vick 
of 173 yards set back in 2002 so look a phenomenal performance from Fields in that yeah. game which we'll get yeah it was it was and I am not a, a big Justin Fields guy but uh, hats off to him this week yeah no, he, well look I think people are fast becoming big Justin Fields guys um, and yeah look we'll get to it but I suppose moving on uh, it's the main segment it's slightly altered this week but we're still going to keep the original title. It's five and goal. Five and goal. Now, Thank so you, as, as, as kind of as alluded to, um, it's a little bit short. It's probably going to be four and goal this week. Uh, six teams in the boy. Look, we're, we're, we're doing our creative best. But so before we kick on into it, it's a great time to just reference friends of the show and affiliate sponsors of the podcast. USASports.co.uk. Just click the link in the podcast description. And peruse a wide variety of major league baseball nfl nba nhl sporting apparel but uh yeah fifth and goal and i think i think, I think it's me to take you have the honors week. this week i have indeed so i will start the timer in three two and one yeah so i suppose look we alluded to him in our stats so let's get it out of the way and i think there's a friend of the show based in County Offaly, he'll be happy with this question. So, in addition to being the best quarterback in his draft class, is Justin Fields fast becoming the best quarterback in his division? And can we expect a year three jump akin to Allen, Tua at Hearts next season? We got a, a Justin Fields fanboy here. Absolutely. Um, look, I think without question, there's no issue with him. He's, he's clearly uh, has the potential to be in that upper echelon, the upper tier of running quarterbacks with uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Hertz. Um, like he just needs that um, that leap in the passing game. And to be honest, I didn't think we'd see it from um, Josh Allen. I I re I wanted. I was in early on Jalen Hurts' train, but I didn't think we'd see him make the leap that he has. So it's entirely possible that Justin Fields makes that leap. I hope he does. Um, so it, I think that sort of that sort of leap comes down to his character. So we'll have to we'll have to see if if he can make adjustments. Put is the it time in? Is it character or is it weapons? Well, so, like, we've seen the jump with Allen when they got Diggs. We've seen the jump in Hurts this year because we've got AJ Brown and we've other weapons. And then you've seen the jump in two of this season because he, in addition to having Waddle, he now has Hill as well as Gasicki and another weapon. So, look, it's, a weapon. it's unquestionably been the topic of, of the season is get your quarterback a grade A weapon um, and, and you'll see a world of difference. The thing is, we. I've also seen that with, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, they they're not at that level. Um, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. So I don't think it's as clear cut to say the wide receiver makes the quarterback. It's it's a melting pot of of effort. Um, the coaching obviously has a huge part to play as well. So you need sort of the right mix. Um, it's very early in. Um, Matt Eberflus's regime in Chicago. It's kind of early to say whether it's heading in the right or wrong direction. It certainly looks like it's going in the right direction, given that we thought they were selling all of the talent around 
feels, but he's still, you know, looking better and better. He's showing you he's the guy. So I think so. Like, best, already potentially the best Bears quarterback in franchise history. <laughs> that's, that's, it's not a great competing class. No. But, you have, uh, Vince McMahon in that list, the man who's, who's won a Super Bowl with the Bears. Albeit, that was kind of, the defense and mm. his sweetness is Super Bowl, but still. Um, but yeah, look, the, the buzzer did go there. So, Harry Vaughan, I hope you're happy with that, Kate O'Neill, because friend of the show, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, no more dedicated episodes, but we'll give him a shout out here. No, 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 we'll, we'll give him a shout yeah. out. That's it. That's it. All right, moving on. <clears throat> in a battle of two arguably forgettable teams in Jacksonville and Las Vegas, we saw the Raiders yet again lose a game with it seemingly over when they held a 17 nothing lead. Is there any point in keeping keeping Josh McDaniels in a job anymore or should they cut ties as soon as possible? Look, it's um you don't like to see it. We kind of talked a little bit in this vein with um, Nathaniel Hackett at the start of the year. I think uh, some of the heat has dissipated from him, but it continues on. I think that's temporary, though. I think that's a victory in London and a bye week. Do you know what I mean? I think I do. Yeah, but I think without going on to Denver, I think he'll be given the year. You know, for him and and um, Russell Wilson to to gel. Um, Josh McDaniels has had a head coaching stint before with the Broncos in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. He went 8-8 eight and eight in 09, 3-9 and nine in 2010 before being fired. So, and marred with, with controversy over, obviously, that Jay Cutler trade and um, the filming scandal. He's, he's now 2-6. and six. Look, I'm not a fan of head coaches being fired in their first year, during their first year, except for the case of... Um, uh, what's uh, Jacksonville last year? Oh, Urban, Meyer. Urban Meyer. That was a train wreck. It was a pantomime. It was a soap opera. That's get rid of him. That's that's. It's not a bad blood in your veins. It's it's toxic. Um, I do. I, I would be of the opinion of leaving a head coach in for their first year to try and instill. You know, it might not always be pretty the first year in. Um. So, but you know, it, the potential is still there to go into your second year on a very, very hot seat. But I think he absolutely should be given this year and maybe the first half of next year to see if it, things are okay. trending in the right direction. Yeah. Well, look, look I suppose obviously it's your question, but uh, well, from my kind of part, yes, please. I know. I I I, I, get, I, I welcome. Nuance. I understand. I understand where you're coming from, and and in a, in a huge semblance, I agree with it. But I think there's pressure on Las Vegas to be a success in Las Vegas, maybe from the powers to be, the, the the shadowy league figures in the NFL. I think this is a side that made the playoffs last year and arguably took a step up in terms of talent on the roster. Yeah, we we thought they were matching the division in terms of you know mm. the the additions the Chargers made and the Broncos made. Maybe not to the same extent, but 
you know, trying to keep up. It's, it's been a, it's been a strange division this year, to be fair. The Chargers have looked looked riddled with injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. but they've they've looked. Mm, to be fair, yeah, look, yeah, look, let's give them time. Um, arguably, look, we've already lost the coach again this week, Frank Reich. Um, I believe it was Jews last on yesterday. So let's not wish for more. Um, on the coaching carousel. Um, moving on, talking about Tampa Tom. Does the Bucks' victory over the Rams change anything? Or are they still predicted to be kind of playoff cannon fodder if they even make it that far? Um, yeah, excuse my uh, the clicking off my mouse here. I'm going to look up their odds just to win that division. Um, as far as I know, they're still fairly heavy favourites to... Um, That's a reflection of the talent in the division. It is, though. but I'm fairly so. If you... If, if, Atlanta were going toe-to-toe with Tampa. I think I'd prefer the Falcons. I think there's a bit of variance with, obviously, their defense not being great, but their offense at times, like, they run the ball well. Tampa don't run the ball well. We saw Leonard Fournette lose a a large share of his his touches to Rashad White because their run run offense was really poor, one of the worst in the league. Um, you know Tom hasn't looked good throwing the ball. There's been a lot of miscues with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, or Godwin. Um, obviously, I don't think we're going to take a look at the back end of this division, the Panthers or even the Saints, despite them being only a game out of the fir- out of the first place. Um, I, who do you think wins the division? I think Tampa sneak it. I, I, like I backed him down the stretch. I don't like Tom moments. Brady. I backed Tom clutch moments. Tom Brady in the playoffs what? though. I don't like it. That's what I'm saying. No one likes it. But it's arguably be his most difficult job in the playoffs. Like in these always going to the playoffs kind of with a good good heady record. Yeah. And no, that's fine. And then nothing. I just feel that. like the year Tom gets into the playoffs with the least expectations on him. The least amount of expectations on him is is the year he he ups you know upsets. Whether they got in, I don't know. Is the fourth seed they'll be playing the fifth? I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I just it's a tough one. I, I just, do think they yeah. make it into the playoffs ahead of Atlanta. I don't think they're quite there. Um, no, and I think just. Terrible division. Terrible. 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 Um, um, I thought the Saints were going to turn yeah. it around, but jeez, trying to prove me wrong. Um, I thought they might upset the, the Ravens. They couldn't even keep it close. No, the, the, the score in that game definitely kind of masked or wasn't a true reflection on the on the fixture itself. Um, yeah, but look... Uh, Look, it, it's, it's interesting times in Tampa. Uh, I suppose we, we, we keep an eye on it, but we will move on. Moving back on, I think if we did a tally of sort of all the topics we talked about, we might have talked about Geno Smith and the Seahawks maybe the most after, in the previews, <laughs> wailing on them like non-stop. Um, uh, I, I've, I've actually got a, a medical condition where after a, a six-week time period, I can't remember bad things. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm sorry. 
Um, anyway, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals. Why is there more confidence in the Seahawks than other teams with similar records? Now, the way I'm going to handle this is I'm going to list a couple of teams. Well, a couple. I think every team that has a record with either the same amount or one win either side as the Seahawks. And you're going to just tell me if you take the Seahawks or that team. So, Seahawks are 6-3. and three. The Vikings are 7-1. and one. Who would you take? Who do you think is going to win in the game between those two? What time is the game? <laughs> yes. um, prime time. It's a playoff game. Okay. Seahawks. Okay. The Seahawks, 6-3, and three, or the Cowboys, 6-2? and two. I'd probably take the Cowboys. Okay, that's fair enough. I can't argue with you. I think I would lean Seahawks. The Seahawks, 6-3. and three. The Giants are 6-2. and two. I think Seahawks have beaten yeah, the Giants Yeah, we've already, already seen the, the Hawks beat them. Yeah. Um, the Hawks or the Bills? Bills are also 6-2. and two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, I don't think we're going to get into too much detail about it. There's a lot of eyes watching Josh Allen's shoulder going forward, but uh, mm. but we'll see. Yeah. We're taking the Jet or the Bills as uh, mm-hmm. captain by Josh Allen. Jets are six and three or Seahawks. Uh, probably Seahawks. Dolphins six and three. Uh, Dolphins. Pats five and four. Where is it? Um, who's gonna? Prob- we'll say it's in Seattle because Seattle have a better chance of winning their division. It's it's, it's a tight one. Um, Bill, Bill the only. Bill, okay. Um, Ravens six and three. Ravens. Bengals five and four. Oh, I like me some Joey B. Okay, right. Titans five and three. Titans. Chiefs six and two. Chiefs. Chargers five and three. Uh, okay. So I asked, why is there more confidence in the Seahawks than other teams with similar similar records? It seems that's not the case. Yeah. Point misproven. <laughs> yes. um, We've debunked it. I, I think the confidence. I, yeah. Um, I think ultimately we do expect the Seahawks to come unstuck. Um, it's been a fairy tale so far. Um, but I do think. They'll come on stuff. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. It's in the back of my head is saying this. Um, no, look, it's, it's it's been by far one of the stranger seasons in the NFL. Uh, it's so unpredictable. Like, both New York franchises have six wins. Like, this unheard yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And even, like, the Jets lost last week, and, and it was because Bryce Hill, Bryce Hill has obviously been out with the, with the ACM. We're like, ah, here it is. It's, it, it's been Bryce who's been covering up Zach Wilson. But no, they beat the Bills. It is a bizarre uh, season. Um, wild and wacky seasons. And I think there's probably more standing to the Eagles being 8 0, given how wild and wacky it's been. Look, we see good teams lose to bad teams, and obviously, this is a homer uh, take. We see good teams lose to bad teams. You, if you, even if you argue that the Eagles have only played bad teams, where's the upset? Hasn't mm, been one. Absolutely. Toughest division in football. Yeah. Um, oh, it's been a horrific season for the neutral fan listening to us, I'd say. Yes. Uh, 
Moving on. Um, continuing on with a six and three team. It's a nice little keeping the flow yeah. going of, of the ilk of previous episodes. Um, so obviously a big upset on the weekend for the Jets. A far cry from obviously last weekend as it touched one again. At six and three, they're tied with the Dolphins for second in the AFC North. Um, are they contenders at least, or do we still expect them to miss the playoffs? I'll predicate this with one little bit of trip tip it for you. I did Texas on they didn't get the reaction I was hoping for, but a Jets fan over the summer predicted the Jets season by flipping. I did a coin. see this. He I is this. sorry, I meant he's to. nine and oh. He's nine and oh currently. He's predicted every result by flipping a coin, and his prediction is that they'll lose in the AFC championship game. Hmm. It's like Paul the Octopus from that World Cup a few years ago. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, will we go off that? Will I work that into the uh, punter on the field going forward? <laughs> Sticking with the Jets fan? No. Um, for me, I actually do think that they they come on they come on stock. Um, their 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 ceiling is high, but their floor is rock bottom, and we seen that last week. Their floor is rock bottom. Is is what they've been on previous seasons. So I think they do come on stock over the average over the remainder of the season basically yeah look I agree their defence is playing lights out um, and it's a bit similar to the Cowboys when they were starting Cooper Rush you know he was 4-0 and 3-0 was it this season 4-0 and this season leading the Cowboys 5-0 and as a starter and then he played the Eagles and he came undone you saw the limitations of, of the quarterback the Jets have been the beneficiary of this great defense we've seen very very shaky quarterback play from zach wilson and i don't think they'll be able to hide that for the rest of the season and look even if they do you know in the playoffs the jets don't scare me um obviously home or away no no um look i think zach wilson has a lot of of wrinkles that need to be ironed out um, and that's just in the ladies he's seen oh. off the field if you <laughs> nice. if you um, google Zach Wilson Zach Wilson's mom comes up in the suggestion Zach Wilson's mom or Zach Wilson mom oh Zach Wilson mom was that just the mom he was with yeah let's say he's a yeah. he's a mommy's boy yeah um, Cougar Slayer yeah. Um yeah, look, I do think ultimately they're not as good as the Bills. They're not as good as the Dolphins. Do I think there's three teams coming out of the AFC? No, probably not. AFC East. And that's kind of... Um, AFC East. I said AFC North twice there, didn't um, I? Jeez. It's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I don't know, though. If they keep like masquerading their quarterback, they could sneak into the playoffs. I just don't think they'll do the damage. Don't see it. Just don't see it. Right, so moving on to the NFC North. Detroit versus. This is actually the North, by the way. Um, Detroit versus Green Bay. What happened? Has Detroit's defense improved? Has Aaron Rodgers gone donkey brain? Um, That's a. It's always sunny reference. It's a. It's a Batman kind of style intro there <laughs> tune in next time Same what's happened has Detroit's defense approved <laughs> um, um yeah, it's 
no. And <laughs> it was a horrific performance. But yeah, Rogers. it it's. I suppose it goes back to the to the adage that like like why did Tom go to Tampa? Why did Peyton go to Denver? As you mature as a quarterback, you don't want to go through it again. This new cycle of young wide receivers, you want the experienced pros. And you, you and if you look at a quarterback that moves, they always move to a place with free agency and can kind of bring in these stars in a one season. Let's run it back one season and lacks tax and that's like Tampa. Yeah, like Tampa. Ha- like if you look at it, Tom in his last year in, in New England tried to bring Antonio Brown. That failed. Antonio Brown, Brown is nuts. He then went to Tampa. He brought back Gronk out of retirement. He had Mike Evans and other wide receiver that's really deep, good. Escapes me. Um, Godwin. Godwin. Yep, I I Godwin. missed him up too. I said Goodwin. Goodwin Godwin. And good. they obviously they, they brought in Antonio Brown. But uh, Antonio Brown. Did you? And you then, mixed up. Brown Godwin. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many wide receivers they have. Yeah, Julio's um, kind of been a non-factor. And then it, Julio's been a non-factor this season. But Julio was a non-factor last season in Tennessee. So, look, unfortunately, and Evans Julio is just, obviously just the cliff came soon. Yeah, yeah. So, and 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 Aaron Aaron doesn't want to work with rookie wide receivers and and. Yeah, look, we, we can explain that he's, he's bad and maybe it's a case of the, the organisation not being owned by an owner, being owned by the fans. Mm. As such, the only NFL franchise like this. But... You know what I hate, I, I though, think that's that what it, was that trick play where mm. they lined Bakhtiari off the ball and he peeled out on a flat and, and Rodgers just wanted to throw a jump ball over and... It was well short and landed in Agent Hutchinson's hands. That is awful. That's like a flare sort of flex play when you're, you know, you're styling on somebody. Thirty points up. Yeah, that's like in a in a, a game in a season where you're struggling to, you know, put opponents away. A game. I think that that play was to take the lead. Um, so unnecessary, so unnecessary. Like you saw two weeks ago. Um when they were playing the the Bills that they were having a little bit of success running the ball just run the ball it's you built to run the ball I don't know but is that an ego thing on Rodgers' behalf that he can't be the quarterback for a run heavy team and that's the question you've got to ask yourself well um, that's all well and good when he had the weapons to, to run a pass pass offense this is this is bad and he's he's supposedly yeah. got a uh, a thumb injury too. Very convenient. It's it's a train wreck season for the Packers. Um, how do you save it? How do you save it? Um. Well, look. And look, this is we've already said it. It's a nightmare to listen to us if you're a Cowboys fan or just hate the Eagles. Last season, the Eagles were one and five, and they had just gotten smoked by the Raiders. They were trying to get Jalen Hurts to pass the ball. Instead, they made a mid-season adjustment and they really took off as a run team. From there on out, they became the the league's best rushing team. A complete 180 switch in philosophy. Like That's good coaching. Now, I know Aaron Rodgers, you just made the point that is he too you know, uh, 
long in the tooth? Is he too much of a veteran or too egotistical to say no? The focus is me, not you know Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. But like, it needs to be some sort of schematic difference that needs to be made. Um, the defense, I suppose, did sort of show up in limiting Detroit. Um, it's looked a little bit better, but I don't know. I think Aaron needs to be dropped. The least you should get out of this season is is knowing what Jordan Love is. That's yeah. the least. I, I just like, I don't see that. That can happening. come the last three games of the season. You you can live on this fairy tale that you're gonna make the playoffs between now and then. But I think if they're where they are now, three games to go, I think you have to start Jordan Love for the last three games of the season. You have to see what he is. Yeah, I think the hassle is the NFC is kind of the potential is there for a bad team to sneak in. So unless they're mathematically eliminated <laughs> I nearly said when they're uh, mathematically violated, maybe then, <laughs> maybe then they'll um, they'll start Jordan Love. I just don't see it happening while there's there's Fa- a chance. Family friendly show. <laughs> that is a family friendly. I show. don't even yeah, know what being mathematically violated is, but um, <laughs> I means finishing with a record of one and. 16. I don't want it to happen to me. Yeah, uh, I suppose moving on. Um, Big day, huge day for Kansas. Big win against Tennessee and a, and a shock Buffalo loss. So they're now tied in terms of record with Buffalo. Buffalo is ahead of them because of the tiebreaker, obviously. But is the AFC title as simple as who can take top spot in the AFC and by extension the home game in the conference final? Or is there scope for a shock somewhere along the way? I'm thinking Tennessee, Baltimore, mm. maybe Miami is a potential dark horse. Do we have scope for a shock here? Or is it as clean cut, as predictable as Buffalo play Kansas in the AFC final, uh, Championship Final and whoever is the number one seed and at home is probably going to advance the Super Bowl. Why not? The Bills are 6-2, and two, the Dolphins are 6-3. and three. Um, There's a chance that the Dolphins might be able to pose a threat to the Bills even if Josh Allen was healthy. And now we know he may not be. Um, Paddy Mahomes is oh, he's ungodly um, I think he had 68 passing attempts playing the Titans crazy mm. crazy numbers what was was, was the stat the, the stat anyway from, from that game was that it was the biggest transca- uh, transcrepancy between quarterback pass attempts in pro football history between himself and Malik Will oh okay what, Whatever the figure was, I think you might even be far wrong with 68, but I think Malik Willis finished with 18 past tense, maybe, or something. something okay, I think it was 68. Was that's, that's outrageous, like, um, mm. where a lot of quarterbacks might finish a game. In a fairly typical game, they might finish the game between 30 and 40, and closer to 40 would be high. 68 mm. is nuts. Um, yeah, look... If if you if you put a gun to my head, I would still, and it's it's very basic, bitch. But I think it will be Casey versus Buffalo. And if I had to pick a wild card to bump either of those two, it probably would be the Dolphins. Tyreek's just Tyreek's a cheat code, man. He's a cheat code. A bit mm. of X square, forty, up down left right. What was that infinite ammo? Yeah, something like that. Infinite, Similar infinite open yeah. receiver. 
Yeah, I think the 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 kind of potential wildcat play for me here is he's healthy this week, and he's not on anyone's roster, and it's OBJ. I think he could push any side on the bubble over the edge. OBJ. He's obviously not going to go to Miami. No. But he could go to Baltimore. And I think he pushed them over the edge. He's oh. probably not going to go to Kansas. But if he did, he pushed them over the edge. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, now, he may end up in the NFC. I think... Um, NFC. The, the Bills as well, though, because obviously, Stefan Diggs tearing it up. Gabe Davis obviously has had a, a few good games. But they don't really have a... But he's a rookie. Gabe Davis. No, I don't think Gabe Davis is, is he? Um, maybe maybe just a breakout year. Um, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, I think he. It's hard to get tabs in everyone. It, oh, it's so difficult. Um, but uh, a number two, like a bona fide number two behind Stefan Diggs, that would put Buffalo from oh, who, them with the Chiefs, them with the Chiefs to yeah, Buffalo. Um, but yeah, as you say, he might go to the NFC. I, yeah, I, I, Green Bay might have been a sexy sell at the start of the season. No, I don't think so. Well, I think a contract right now for OBJ is, is, is a sexy set. Regardless of where it is. So, like, put himself in the shop window for next season, basically. He's fully happy. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a business decision for him. But yeah. Um, was. Yeah. That's... In short, it's probably still Kansas or Buffalo. Despite yeah, all the I think, plethora of talking yeah, points yeah, this yeah. week. It's, it's still Kansas or Buffalo. Somebody else might sneak in, but I think... And as I said, it's the boring option, but it is probably down to the two favourites. Speaking of favourites, why don't we move on to some mid-season player awards review? Yeah, because they're linked. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so you're going to have to bear with the, the mouse clicks here. I can't navigate without a mouse. What are the awards? The awards, of course. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Well, the uh, the player season awards. We're talking MVP. We're talking comeback player of the year, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive and defensive rookie and coach. And we'll, we'll squeeze comeback player of the year in. You said that already. You said MVP comeback. Um, well, we'll do that one twice then. All right, who do you have as your okay. MVP? It's a home pick for Jalen Hurts. There ain't no like, he's been. Yeah, I. That's that's who I have. Look, I don't think you can argue right now. Patty Mahomes is two to one. So here's here's where I stand in the whole MVP award, and it's it's the same in the NBA as mm-hmm. well. So the MVP award, unfortunately, is a narrative award. So it's a story award, like Absolutely. in the same way for for. For decades, Jordan was the MVP every season. He just didn't win it every season. Mahomes is the MVP. He just isn't going to win it every season. Unless, of course, the, the stats are by far and away, then it's 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 obligatory almost. But it, if there's but a narrative that's that one separates... Of the seasons you have to give yeah. to him. If, yeah. if it's a narrative, you know, a narrative has often, often been the tiebreaker or can make up the difference. Yeah. 
Yeah, look, Paddy two and a, two to one. Jalen Hurts is there at two and a half to one. Josh Allen's kind of risen up to three and a half to one. Then you've got two at eight. Lamar at twelve. Joe Burrow at twenty. Gino at twenty-five. I don't think there's a point in looking at anybody else. Look, you could argue if the um, the Seahawks. Yeah, good Gino for comeback player of the year. Oh, Gino has got to be battling with Saquon for that award. Look, we'll move on. Yeah, I, I think he. Yeah, he gets yeah. That. I think we'll move on. It's probably between Patty and Jalen now at this stage, and obviously, we're rooting for Jalen. I think he deserves it anyway. Um, then again, if he doesn't get it, I won't be too displeased because if he does, that's going to spice up the contract talks. Hmm. Comeback player of the year. Yeah, Gino. Your man, Eugene. Um, Eugene. He's a Eugene. Yeah, he's he's a favorite. He is followed hot in his heels by uh, Saquon. Then, well, well behind them is Derrick Henry, C Mac. Nick Gates, Travis Etienne, and a bunch of, yeah, very well, long, long shots. So it's between Gino and Saquon. Who are you giving it to? Gino. Gino. Yeah. All right, we'll speed this along. <laughs> speed up a little bit. <laughs> um, okay. Um, offensive player of the year. I am going to give this for a variety of reasons one the stats there and two the franchise is worthless with a quarterback but he's kept them uh, on the precipice let's just say so I want to give it to Nick Chubb oh okay it's a, it's a wild it's a wild one it's a wild one but his, his rushing has been phenomenal. Nick Chubb is the tied fifth best odds behind mm. number one Jalen Hurts number two Tyreek Hill then Justin Jefferson you can't, Lamar Jackson you can't win MVP and, and offensive no no it could be one or the other um, yeah alright we'll go on to defensive player of the year I know who you're selecting Micah yeah Micah followed by Nick Bosa Miles Garrett and Matt Judon it's no point looking at anybody after that um, but yeah Micah Offensive Rookie of the Year. Again, oh, this is surprising there. Olave? Olave is 6-1. to one, And that's the third. I would have probably gone, would have probably gone Bryce Hall if he hadn't got injured. Yeah, he's obviously out of consideration. Um, This is surprising now. I would have had Olave as the shortest odds. He's 6-1. to one, But he's behind Damian Pierce of the Texans. And the front runner, Ken Walker the third, man. Oh, how yeah. Do yeah, Walker. He is looking... Oh, um, he's, he's also... He's kept me in at fancy ways. Yeah. He he has also got the, the narrative benefit in that he's part of this Seahawks team that hasn't... Or that has really surprised. So, hmm. um, All right, defensive rookie. I know it's your boy. I mean, you can be a normal gardener. <laughs> or you could be a sauce gardener. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know what garden I'd rather be. Indeed. I know you were showing love to some uh, Tariq Woolen last week, though, as well. Yeah, but... It's, 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 Tariq Woolen has kind of gone into a franchise that historically, under the coach they're under, has been always been kind of decent defensively. So as Gardner's gone into the Jets. And it's... it's 
it's not just his plays it's this kind of mannerisms like the cheese half instant sold it for me I'm like get get this guy <laughs> it's a bit of shit Harrisery will take you that's the narrative uh, for defensive player of the year bit of shit Harrisery right we'll tie it all up with coach of the year who's your coach of the year <sighs> I actually think if it continues it's just so hard to pick so early but I actually think the coach of the year might be Brian Dable Um. Like you could make arguments, it's probably going to be Peter Carroll, but we knew what Pete Carroll was. We always knew he was a coach, but he's doing an exceptional job this season. But I just think Brian Dayball has kind of restored a lot of faith in the Giants organization, and the New York Giants are a bit like Man United, and they're a bit like the Boston Celtics and the LA Lakers, and. As a league, you need them to at least be competitive. Yeah. So it's it's bigger for the league. The Giants are competitive than. Other yeah, teams. it's it's a way to put um, juice back into the league. Um, mm-hmm. Now saying that, I if I had to choose, I would probably agree with you, Brian Dable. We thought the Giants would be pretty low level, but they're you know they're at least hanging with the big boys. Um. He's got the same odds as Peter. But of course, both of them have... Pada. <laughs> both, both of them have longer odds than Kevin O'Connell of the Vikes. Fair enough, I guess. A little fair. Year one. Yeah. Year one, yeah, fair enough. I, I agree with that. I just And all three have shorter the... odds, or sorry, longer odds, than our very own Mr. Suriani. Which we knew this. We, this is not... Like but see, I think a lot of above expectations. All of that, I think a lot of that is on the undefeated record. I think as soon as the Eagles no. lose their first game, it, he won't drop off the board. But he's he's no, gonna lose. Do you know it. what this is? This is a hundred and ten percent a hangover from that first press conference when he took the job. Oh. It's like people rid him off there and then. Yeah. People said this fella is a clown. He does not belong, and also. Do we start to ask questions of Frank Reich, who we thought was phenomenal in the, in the Eagles organization, but are now kind of starting to shift the narrative and shift that Sirianni, Sirianni carried him yeah. for the one good season they had in Indianapolis. Yeah, the, the Sirianni hire didn't bother me, or the, the press conference didn't bother me. It was just that weird hire out of nowhere. I think they went to go and interview Josh McDaniels and they... Bullet dodged. Yeah, and scheduled this impromptu interview with Nick Seriani and boom look anyway I think our coach of the year halfway through the season I think Brian Dable for the both of us yeah that's apparent yeah well look I suppose that concludes a reduced um, five and goal and what comes out to five and goal but the week 10 previews week 10 preview now so I think it's myself to bring us in and it's kicking off with a Thursday night football game and it is arguably a lot more attractive than it was maybe a few weeks ago. But it is the Falcons, three-point favourites, visiting the Panthers. Um, look, I suppose it's a strange one. Who's going to start a quarterback? We've seen PJ Walker kind of benched in the fourth quarter. PJ Walker starting. Baker Mayfield come off. PJ Walker is yeah. going to start. Okay. Fair enough. Um, 
yeah, benched for um, Baker Mayfield, who managed to get a few garbage time touchdowns. Um, only because they struggled. The the Falcons sack the secondary struggled with the Panthers just two weeks ago. I'm probably going to back the Panthers again, um, and the fact it's in Carolina. Yeah, look, I think let's have another roller coaster PJ Walker game, and let's say Panthers win three points. Okay. I'm taking the Falcons here. I think they are the better team. I think the the Panthers played up the last game. It's like, I think that was PJ Walker's first game starting. You know, the team rallies around. <laughs> Sasquatch just made a face at me there. The team rallies around. Was a yawn. <laughs> rallies around, you know, the new backup. Because of the working job, not the clock. Okay. I'm just going to leave it there. Atlanta, Atlanta <laughs> minus three. We'll all rally around PJ Walker and we'll go to the next game. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Seattle Seahawks versus the Buccaneers in the NFL's debut in Germany. In Berlin. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? The, Bucks, the Bucks are two and a half point favourites. I don't know if I would have the Bucks as two and a half point favourites in Tampa. And now they're on a neutral field. I know the Seahawks have to travel uh, three or four more hours. It's a ten, ten and a half hour flight. I still have the Seahawks as favourites in this game. You'll see. So I don't... Go on, sir. I don't know if at the age of 46, <laughs> having gone through a very public divorce, I'd want to go visit Munich. Mm. Just saying. Um, wait, did you say did you say Munich? Because I said Berlin. Is it? It's Munich. It's Munich. It's Munich. All right. Yeah. Sorry to all our embarrassing. <laughs> apologies to all our Berliner, ich bin ein Berliner uh, fans. Uh, it's in Munich. Welcome. It's in, in Munich. Um, yeah. Look, I have the Seahawks, and you'll note this on punter in the field in a in a little while. I have the Seahawks as favourites, so when we're picking the points here, I'm taking the Seahawks plus two and a half. Wow. Wowzers. Wow. Yeah, I'm picking the Seahawks too. Um Yeah, next up a, a very intriguing game and it's gonna obviously the depend on Big Star. on Alan. But regardless, the uh the Vikings are feeling their swag, I think, in this, uh, as epitomised by the Kirk <laughs> Cousins shirtless <laughs> airplane picks. And look, they're undefeated since obviously a week two loss to ourselves. Ourselves? But, yeah. I do not know. I What's the point spread? Six. I have 7.5 in favour of the Bills. I think... They reckon Josh Allen is going to play and that's kind of factored into it. I think the Bills are going to unleash Tebow-esque unleash on the Vikings. I just, I know it's, I know it's a early slate game and it was a primetime game. But I, I just, I think, yeah, I think Bills for this, yeah. Maybe not cover the spread of, well, I have a 7.5 points, but I think, yeah, Bills. Bills all day, baby. Yeah, give me the Bills. Um, obviously, dependent on you know Josh Allen um, playing. I think 
yeah, I think we both said it last week. We we were sort of debating whether Minnesota are you know as good as a seven and one team. You know they've they've won, they've eked out wins when it matters, but I just don't know. I think we'll see the difference between two, you know, a top tier team and a really good team. Give me yeah. the Bills. A bubble team and a. And a, and a Give me and the Bills. Give me the Bills. Yeah. Right. It's not a soundbite for next yeah. week. Um, Dan Campbell takes on Chicago in Chi-Town. The Bears. The Bears. Um, Three-point favourites, the Bears are. This is a tough one now because I don't know what Detroit offence is going to show up. I think I'm going to have to probably side with your boy. Good stuff. Mary Duff. Um, yeah, but it's Bears for me in this, and I think last week was actually a bit of a blip for the Lions. I don't think that defence is much improved. Do I think Claypool is going to be a huge advantage uh, to the Bears? Probably not. But I just, yeah, I think I think feels, I know he made a, he had a, a harlow, but I thought he had a great game against the Cowboys. Yeah. Overall play. I know he made a bit of a harlow, but I think this could be three games on the trot, on the trot and he, 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 Look, he he won the like he didn't win the game, but he quarterbacked a win inside against the Patriots as well. So he's on a bit of a streak, a mini streak, and I think he's going to continue on this. And I think backing up the Bears. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. Moving on, the uh, victorious Jags travel to the Chiefs. Chiefs, I have as nine point five point favorites, which is huge. Snap. Points. Yeah. <laughs> look I, I'm actually going to back the Chiefs to win and cover the spread uh, we don't know what this Jacksonville Jaguars side has I think they've improved in recent weeks I think Trevor is kind of still a bit up in the air but I think Trevor's ETN is a bona fide stud like he's why they got rid of James Robinson they were happy to do so I think he's he, he is a he's, he's a good running back in this league um, I think Christian Kirk has also kind of impressed in recent weeks as well so I think they're trending in the right direction but I think the it's it's too easy for the for the Chiefs in this to just get the job done, and I think they will win. and I think they will cover the spread. If I'm going with my head, I'm saying take the Chiefs. But I just have something in my gut that says this is one of those inexplicable games, like the KC Indy game, where the Jags hang around. Um, as you say, yeah, Christian Kirk is is looked good, like a a borderline. Wide receiver one, wide receiver two. I think when one point five wide receiver one. I think when we see Calvin Ridley, if we mm. see Calvin Ridley reinstated and on the Jags team next year, that'll benefit Christian Kirk, big stuff. But we're not looking at that. No, we're and looking Trevor. at this game right here. I'm gonna take the Chiefs minus the nine and a half, but I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. Right. Okay. The Browns. The Browns. Move. Travel. To Washington. Fuck, where did I get that from? To Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Browns are going to Miami. Miami are three and a half point favourites. And I can't... I don't know why this is such a, a narrow spread. Um, I think Miami should be able to outscore yeah. and keep Cleveland yeah. at arm's length. I think, yeah, I think it's a big game for Cleveland and that's the final game of Deshaun's 
Ban. Yes. He should be reinstated against the Texans next week. And I think somewhat they'll be in the back of the mind of the players. We've done our job here. We've we, we've maintained relevancy. Um, we're in the hunt uh, coming to the end of the suspension. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of take the right of the ball. So, yeah, look, I think and Miami needs it more. So I have, yeah, I have Dolphins covering, covering the spread, uh, which I have at four points. I've got three and a half. I just think it's suspiciously narrow for Miami, you know, with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Yeah. No, I uh, tend to agree. Also, have uh, oh, here's that. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Steelers and the Saints. So I have the Saints. It's 2.5 point favourites. Um, yeah, I. And two. I would provisionally have my shock of the week as Steelers 2.5. Points like I back the Steelers two point five, uh, plus two point five, and you're probably thinking this is a man who doesn't like the Saints and that's why he's backing up. And maybe that's somewhat of my bias, but I just have a huge amount of confidence in Mike Tomlin after a bye. And the Steelers tend to play pretty well. Um, he'll have got extra time with Kenny Pickett, more time than he's got kind of since the season started, and I just think. Yeah, I'm just I'm 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 back in the Steelers in this one. Shock. Yeah, look, I like your logic, um, but it's flawed. <laughs> I the buy, you know, I give a little bit of, you know, extra juice to that, but it's it's only when it's Andy Reid off buy that I I'm like, yeah, that's a game changer. Um, <laughs> two and a half points, nah. Oh, TJ what I don't think is back for this game though he is to return in in the coming weeks I oh my god what now we've had a blunder here. no you've had a blunder and you've not corrected no, I was going to roll with it <laughs> okay fair enough um, okay. I I, As you were. I like the Saints as favourites here I, I I do like your logic I think um, Tomlin could upset but I'm going to have to pick the Saints. And the Dalton experience. And the next game is? The next game is the Texans travelling to New Jersey. To play the, the New New Jersey Giants. Um, <sighs> the Giants are six and a half point favourites. Hmm. The Giants are the better team. I don't think many people would argue with that. The Texans are not a good team, but they are not losing by a lot. They're not getting blown out. And that's... They're frisky. They're frisky. That's wide enough to me now. Um, Damien Pierce. Look, a lot of people were giving shit to the Eagles for um, being gashed. Their run defense by Damien Pierce. Obviously, it's an issue. It's obviously an issue. But Damien Pierce looks legit. Uh, that was legitness. Um, <laughs> yes. I give me six and a half, and I don't want to. I'm okay. not a hater to the Giants because they're a division rival. Um, I just we talk for this, but yeah. I just think there's a little something about the Texans team. Okay. Uh, moving on in a game that is actually mine. Um, 
the Broncos travel to Tennessee. Titans are three point favorites, which I think, look, it's a it's a bit of an overreaction maybe to a win in London and then a bye week in which Russell wasn't saying Broncos country's let's go. <laughs> yeah. um, so maybe we've kind of forgot about him for a minute. But look, um, I think the Titans on a bounce back. Um, it's a great chance that Ryan Tannehill is reinstated. Denver's defense. Like their strength is versus the pass, it's not versus the run. So I think Mike Vrabel versus Nathaniel Hackett. I think, yeah, look, Titans are going to win. I think they're probably going to cover the spread and probably cover it by a distance. Um, three point spread is all. So I'd say Titans by nine. By nine. Boy, wow, that's huge. I am. Um, uh-huh. Look, I do think it's. Yeah. yeah, Tennessee coming off a really tough loss. Um. Mike Frabel's obviously a motivator. He gets his team up for, for any any game. They can seemingly go toe-to-toe with anybody, except for week one and week two. I think Denver's defense is that good that it will... You know, even if Tannehill does come back, you know, he's, he's bound to be rusty. Even if he isn't, even if he comes back flawless, who's he thrown to? Um, the ghost of Robert Woods and... Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> In Keeney Westbrook, um, I I'm taking the points with Denver just because their defense is so good, and maybe Russ has you know he's probably just been doing nothing but either eating danger witches over the bye. Just they're no longer an option so way. He's probably just been doing a lot of high knees on an airplane. Well. They're not. They're on the menu. All of the stock of danger witches is in Russ's Russ's mansion. He's got to get through them. All that spicy, spicy black pepper. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Las Vegas goes to Indy. Yeah. Obviously, the the big news of the week is Frank Reich was fired, replaced as an interim coach by Jeff Saturday. I'm not too familiar a with man who is a man who is not coached no. at collegiate or pro game. A man who is a pundit, um, Colts legend, be that a center by trade. Uh, I think we might finally see a Colts side run the ball, run the goddamn I ball. I think we just may. I think. Um, um, I don't know too much. I don't get to watch ESPN, so I'm not too familiar with Jeff Saturday. But uh, I know last week he tweeted that the the Raiders were garbage. So I don't know whether to you know to bank on the Colts and Jonathan Taylor or the Raiders. You know, this is a this is a revenge game if ever I saw it. You know, who wants to be called garbage? Um, it's the, it's the most disappointing side versus the most disappointing side um, this season look I'm going to take six and a half points and the Colts whatever the odds are of Bane replicating the scene from Batman and the Dark Knight (laughs) which blows up the stadium whatever those odds are I'll happily put money on in hope that it happens because I do not want to see either of these sides for the rest of the season broke my heart broke my heart he says with Jonathan Taylor and Derek Waller out for the last two weeks. Yikes. Yeah. Um, moving on. Surprisingly, shockingly, the Cowboys at Packers. Cowboys are five point favourites at Lambeau. At Lambeau. Field. 
at Lando that tells you something is wrong. It's also it's a revenge game for Big Mike. Yep. Um Yeah. Yeah. A shaky, depleted Packers offense. A Cowboys off a boy. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna back the Cowboys. I just don't think they'll cover the spread for whatever reason. I just think just don't think I think they'll they'll stutter they'll stop they'll stutter I think yeah I, it's, it's going to be cold in Lambeau um, yeah Cowboys win but I'd say like 24 points to 25 I don't like sort of portraying like negative bias like I hate the Cowboys but I don't mind doing it this year because I do recognise that the Cowboys are good Um, fantastic even like a, a serious threat to, to anybody in the NFC third spot serious serious threat to third spot in the NFC East um, yeah give me the Cowboys minus 5 I think they cover that spread I think um, I hope obviously that you know Aaron Rodgers and Matty Lefleur Lefleur um, put together one hell of a game plan and upset the, the Cowboys I just don't think that's going to happen I think the Cowboys are a far far superior team give me Tony Pollard and Zeke um, Arizona Kyler Murray post Call of Duty release goes to LA to take on the Rams. The Rams are three point favorites. It's a tough one. It's probably the battle of the two worst defensive lines. Yes. Um, <laughs> the Cardinals won. Now, to be fair, is true injury and stuff like that. It's just like, especially the interior offensive line, it's just in ribbons. But Aaron Donald, Jason Kyler Murray against no offensive line with Jalen Ramsey. Working to contain DeAndre Hopkins, and we might actually maybe see something from Bobby Wagner this week. This week. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm back in Rams. Yeah, week. me too. I think against a better judgment. Against me, better judgment. Um, but it might be a crap off. Yeah. Um, getting to the tail end of the slate. Uh, Sunday night football. Chargers make the journey to Santa Clara. Um, and the 49ers are seven point favourites and to be honest with you I think the Chargers are beat up they've, they've been meh even before they were beat up um, and assuming I'm assuming off a boy that Debo Christian McCaffrey George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk are all healthy hmm. <sighs> yeah yeah I think it's. I think they're going to cover that spread and I think yeah, I think Bosa is kind of borderline as well. Will he be healthy? Won't he? Yeah, I mean the only thing that gets in the way for the 49ers is is Jimmy. I think it's the, those weapons yeah. are just too good. Uh, Jimmy's capable of looking mm. pretty pretty good some games and mm. inexplicably with those weapons. Just, Seven's a lot, particularly when you've got you know Justin Herbert on the other side. See, it depends on Fair. Keenan, Keenan Allen. Is he going to play? Does he have hamstrings? Any hamstrings left? Um, yeah, look. I'm going to go with San Fran. Because Carl yeah, okay. Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to just, you know, err on that side. Yeah. Final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Washington. Travels to Philadelphia. This was supposed to be the Carson Wentz welcome back to Philadelphia game, but uh, he is 
probably praising his God that he's going to be on the side. You actually predicted that he would win in Philly, as far as I remember. Well, did I predict it or did I say I was just afraid that that would happen? Yeah, maybe maybe there was a Um, To be honest, Taylor Heineke scares me um, more. I think they're a feistier team. Uh, he'll run around a little bit more, evade the pass rush. You know, he can make those real scrappy throws. However, the Eagles are 11-point 11, 11 favourites. I think they... Uh, there is there's a, lar- a wide margin between the quality of the teams. However, I think um, Washington's defence is playing a little bit better. We saw um, Washington's D-line come alive last week. I think they do keep it closer. I think I'm going to take Washington plus the 11. I don't think they keep it relatively close. But, you know, I, I do trust Taylor Heineke to, you know, get a backdoor touchdown in garbage time to cover that spread. So, give me... Yeah, I suppose my prediction would be that the Eagles blow them out in the second quarter as they've kind of done to a lot of sides. Yeah, look, that easily could happen. Um, mm. But I think as well, the, the Eagles, for the most part, they've, you know, they've, taken their lead and they've they've held on to it they haven't really run up the score so i think the eagles will feel comfortable throughout the game but you know you might see a little bit of drama where they pull within they shouldn't yeah, be. yeah. they pull within the last touchdown you know with and then they have to attempt the onside kick something like that yeah fair um yes yeah, that's the week 10 previews Supporters of the Ravens, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Bengals. Obviously, your side is on a bye this week. Congratulations. Week 10 bye is a great time for a bye. Um, but I suppose to round us out, how about Punter on the field? Punter on the field. Yeah, just a quick recap of last week. Then, obviously, the um, the Quadra money. Aka didn't come in because um, the Miami, they let... Uh, I think they were. We I had them as minus four and a half, and they just finished just three out of the the Bears, and that surprise result. So this week we're upping our game because um, Colin Cowherd's, you know, he's encroaching on our turf with his college football acres. We're upping our game. We're going from quadra money to go big or go homeless. This is it. I heard. I heard. Joe, owing to embarrassment, you're rebranding. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well. Okay, I don't have a good track record with the quadra money. Uh, the other, the, the safest houses. It's not so bad. Um, anyway, well, let's look at this. The big go home or go big or go homeless. I've got the Washington Commanders plus 11 and a half. I'm only adding a point onto that, uh, you know, to avoid tiebreakers. Atlanta Falcons minus three, just taking the spread. I alluded to it during the, the show. I think the Seahawks should be favourites. They're currently two and a half. I'm teasing them all the way down to minus five. So you're getting big odds on that. You bet 10, you're getting back 108. You can thank me next week. The second uh, the bet of the show is um, just a twofold, a twofer. Miami minus four and Denver plus four. You put uh, 10 down on that, you're going to get back 30. I'm telling you. This week's a lock. I actually feel more confident in the big one than I do with the Denver. Denver's the weak link in that small one, but that's it. Um, we'll obviously post that on social media channels on Thursday. If you're looking to put a, a late 
late, late, late fluttering for the weekend. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's been quicker than normal. Not, not too much. Quicker. Not too much. Um, we can, we're good at the spinning yarn, padding, padding it out with <laughs> shite. shite yeah. I think is the uh, scientific terminology. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I suppose that's all for me. That just about does it for me. Thank you and good night. We better put some people in the end zone, right, Joe? That's exactly right. I mean, Get there's nobody there. inside the 10. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs.